Welcome to the No Limits Podcast on PodTalkers.com and iTunes. This is show number 12. I'm Sean. I'm David Bowie. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm Adam. That, that is actually Adam. I, I wish David Bowie were here. I know. <laughs> Especially if he was Labyrinth David Bowie. I was just going to say Labyrinth. That was an amazing movie. Yeah. And uh, our email address is nolimitspodcast at gmail.com. No limits podcast at gmail.com. Make sense? Good. How's your week been, Adam? Uh, really kind of stressful and tiring, but it's been all right. Why is that? Oh, just uh, certain friends are sick, and oh. yeah. How, um, how does their sickness affect you? Um, well, uh, there's something that happened. It's not quite terminal, but I, I don't know. I, I have a, a friend who's like really sick, so that's bad news. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Is it someone I know? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Huh. That, that sucks. Yeah. I don't think they would want me to say, though. No, just even writing it? No, I mean, I don't think they want anyone to know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There goes that pen, wherever it went. Uh, So, yeah, my week's been almost forgettable, but it might have been an alcohol-induced forgettable. Really? Yeah. What kind of parties were you going to? Not parties, just bars, whenever possible, and... Uh, last night I was supposed to, like, after I went to a play, I was hanging out with some friends. My sister-in-law was bugging me to come hang out with her and her sister, because they had bottle service at a club in Culver City. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I couldn't get there in time, and I was unaware of the fact that I was going out for that tonight, so I wasn't quite dressed up to club standards, and so my sister-in-law was like, well, why don't you just drive up here and try and get in, and it's like, well, I'm coming from Long Beach at that point. Mm-hmm. Why drive all that way for a maybe you'll get in? It's not worth it if I don't get in, and that would kind of piss me off. Yeah. So I, I didn't get to enjoy that, but it would have been cool to say I had bottle service because I never have. Well, it's a good feeling to Is not it? have to pay. Yeah, I wouldn't know, really. And I actually have a lot of friends who are going to turn 21 this year, so it's kind of like, uh that I remember 21, 21st birthday. Everyone paid for everything. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. That'll to be have. fun for you. Sort of. Uh, it would just be nice to have that happen again. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. I like free free beer and free shots. In my old age, I'm starting to like the taste of beer. I used to hate it, but now I really like it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've, I appreciate it more. Actually, the the house beer at my campus bar is pretty good it's a honey wheat oh yeah it actually it tastes pretty good you can actually taste the honey so pretty decent how many uh papers do you have to write or are Uh you all done with those oh i have not even begun to scratch the surface of what i have to do i have a 10 page paper due on monday plus my final for that class on monday I'm still waiting for the study guide that we 
we pulled all our resources together to get the answers, the most uh -huh. comprehensive. So that's what tomorrow's dedicated to. Today is dedicated to that 10-page paper. Tuesday, I have to write a, an abstract, so essentially a summary of a, a 20 or more page article about the Civil War. Ugh. But it's only a 250 word abstract, so that'll buy me some time to work on my three to four page final paper that's due on Wednesday for my women's history class. And then on Thursday, I have another 10 page paper due. It's the same type of assignment as the one that's due on Monday, historiography. Uh -huh. Where you compare what historian, different historians say about the same event or the same, the That's same cool. ideology. It is because you don't have to research. But on the other hand, I'm so like used to researching. Well, it's it is kind of good. I just have to, I have to look through the historian's eyes, not my own eyes. Uh -huh. So it's a little, it's a new practice for me. It's like I had never done this before, and I get two historiographies in the same semester. It's really freaky. And I was kind of a dumbass. I could have started in the past two weeks, and I didn't do shit, which is crappy. I wish I had. I live and I learn, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, Thursday is godliness. As soon as I get to turn that in, I'll be done for a week and a half and then start summer school. Yay! Yep, six weeks of summer school, then six weeks off, and I'm looking forward to that. And it might actually be seven weeks off. So that's going to be, like, your longest break in a long time. Yeah, I've been going straight since August 31st or 30th of last year. Mm. And it is now May. So I'm very excited for that. Do you have any papers due for work? Yes. I have a 10-page paper on safety in the workplace. <laughs> and... Um, and then I have to sexually harass someone. <laughs> Is it a 10-page paper with size 72 font? Yes, it's a size 72. And, yeah, I'm going to have to uh, sexually harass an essay. <laughs> an, a paper essay or a Hispanic essay? A Hispanic essay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is he aware of that? Is he begging for it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, everyone is vying for my sexual harassment. Oh, wow. Only one person is going to get it. Oh, wow. How does your boyfriend feel about this? He's not He's not a Spanish essay. Not yet, anyway. Oh, you're going to turn it? Yeah, we're, um, we're taking steps in changing that. Oh, speaking of Spanish essays, uh, when I was out at dinner after my play last night, or late night snack, I'm not sure what you would call it, there was a very pissed off essay. He, in Long Beach? Yeah, it was on That's Second Street. That's kind of scary. He was on Second Street, and I guess his someone spilt a drink on him, but it, I don't think it was an alcoholic drink. I just saw the puddle later, but like out of nowhere, he's like, he just like made this loud noise, like, and then, <laughs> and then he's like, come on, woman. Like, like, come on, like he was like, Ordering her. Gonna get into it with her? Or... He was walking out and he was like, Come on, woman. Oh, oh, oh. And he was like pissed. Like really pissed. And one of my friends was like, Are we in danger? And so I told her, No, you, can't, you just don't look it in the eyes. It's like a gorilla at the zoo. You don't make <laughs> eye contact and it won't get pissed off at you. Yeah. It, which is actually true because, you know, people are like, Oh, you're looking at me, you funny essay. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. Or like, what are you looking at? Yeah, exactly. It's like I kept peeking over my shoulder to make sure they were leaving because I didn't want any problems for this group of my friends. 
And I, I wonder if they thought that I was like paying too much attention to them, but they left, and that's my essay story. I still don't know who spilt what on who, but fucking a. I have customers who like get upset if you look at them for too long, but it's like it's my job to make sure that you're not messing things up or that you don't need help or 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 if you do need help, um, it's my job to be aware of it. So that's why I'm looking. That's true, and there's kind of this fine line as a customer that bothers me. It's like I, the employee is told to ask, would you like help with anything? The customer, a lot of the time, just wants to be left alone to figure things out on its own, and the majority will ask for help if they can't find it, but there are those who are like too shy to ask for help, so it's like this yeah. fine line of what the hell do you do in, all, in every situation. Like if, if you're me and I'll ask for help when I need it, which there's never anybody around when I need that help, but that's another story. Well, I, I mean, yeah, there's no way to, to take care of that problem completely, I think, because it's a case-by-case basis, but I always tell people, like, um, where the machines are or where what they need is, mm-hmm. and then I tell them that if they have any trouble you can find me over here or whatever. So that way they have the freedom to try and figure things out on their own. They don't need to be bothered or harassed constantly. Yeah. And then if they do have a problem, they know where to find me. Because oftentimes I'm looking and so it'll come up and it'll become like a high pressure situation, which annoys me because uh-huh. I just want to take my time and look at things. And actually yesterday I was at Whole Foods and I was just looking at chips and nobody bothered me. It was nice. Uh-huh. I, I, was, I went in there to kill some time before lunch with somebody and I'd been, I have a party on Wednesday and I'm going to bring a whole bunch of organic and different vegetarian chips. Well, I guess they're all vegetarian, mostly, but these were, like, really, like, you know, the, the really healthy, crazy stuff that's, like, $7 for a small little bag uh-huh. of chips that, if it were Lay's, would be $0.99 cents type deal, uh-huh. and nobody bothered me, and it was nice, and I, I served my purpose of, I wanted to read the ingredient labels on a whole bunch of different foods to figure out which ones I would like to take. And that was the perfect customer service experience. They did not bother me. <laughs> and if you want to if you want to enhance that perfect customer experience, customer service experience, when I got to the checkout line, my checker was an attractive female. That made me perfectly happy. Did she take her top off? I wish. Oh. It wasn't that whole food. You should have told her to enhance your customer experience <laughs> by taking her top off. <laughs> and giving me a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's supposed to do that. If you if you need assistance, she's supposed to. Oh. Ma'am, I haven't been able to get off for an hour. Can you can you help me? For an hour. <laughs> uh, and it works. So next time, try it. And it works both ways for men and women. Yeah. So then the women could ask the attractive men for help. Yeah. Let's see, we're not sexist people. Uh, so you mentioned something to me about Avatar, and I have no idea. Oh well, Avatar, I'm kind of against. I've been against it from the beginning. Um, and it's not that I think it's going to be terrible. It's just I'm usually not into the huge blockbusters. Although Iron Man is another story. But um, but anyway, I've been against Avatar. And I just found out that it has already sold 6.2 million copies on Blu-ray alone. Jesus. Which is like crazy and it's it just came out like 
on Blu-ray, like, I think a week or two ago. Yeah, at most. So, anyway, I just, I thought I would throw that little fun fact out there, but I, I just think that's completely ridiculous, and there's another thing about it, um... The Blu-ray and DVD that were just released of Avatar mm-hmm. are the feature only. So just the movie, no special features. What? And then, in a few months, they're going to re-release it with special features. Oh, that's a bullshit moneymaker. So the 6.2 million copies that have already sold, that 6.2 million will be added on to whatever sales are made when it's re-released, and then the the total number of sales will be 6.2 million higher than it would have been. Can I just say that I hope this tactic fails completely and and they don't sell that many with special features? Yeah, I hope so too. I hope that people, when it comes out with the special features, say like, oh, well, I already bought it, so I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm kind of annoyed when people do that. Yeah, but it's also annoying because I feel like they're doing this purposely to break a record because the the sales that have already been made count toward its total number of sales. Yeah. Just like if if you release um an album and then 15 minutes or 15 minutes, 15 years later re-release like the anniversary edition of it or digitally remastered. Yeah, you you um you add both of the numbers together to get the total amount of sales. I did not know that. I, f- I figured if it's like there's a release period for a movie, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. with with albums, I hadn't realized. So what was it? Michael Jackson re-released Thriller or something? Yeah, 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 exactly. So which was already one of the best-selling albums of all time. If it resells as well as it did initially, then it's almost unbeatable. Exactly. It's kind of a, a horrible, underhanded tactic. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I would throw that out there because it kind of I heard about it and it pissed me off. And I really don't see what the big deal is about Avatar. I mean, I'm sure that visually it's something to be uh, excited about because I've heard that it's technologically crazy and beautiful and whatever. Yeah. It's just not interesting to me. I still haven't seen it, and I'm gonna wait. Part of the reason I haven't seen it though is that my video store closed, and I, I still haven't decided Netflix or go to like a Blockbuster, who are bankrupt themselves, and it's only a matter of time before they physically close. <laughs> so I guess I'm gonna have to go Redbox or or Netflix. But uh, you know, from what I understand, a lot of a lot of the movies are starting to use like the similar 3D technology as Avatar, and that's kind of a little bit annoying. 3D is like a big deal now. I don't understand why, because it kind of gives me a headache. I still haven't seen a movie in 3D, and so I can't say, oh, I'd love it or I'd hate it, but from one one author uh, that I read an article from was saying, like, well, certain movies just wouldn't be good in 3D. You have to, you'd have to keep them in a two-dimensional realm. And... I could understand that. I I don't know specifically examples, but uh, movies that are arbitrarily like record or er, filmed 
as a 3D movie, usually have stupid, cheesy, like, um, uh, uh, special effect features and stuff. Like, like someone will, like, swing a baseball bat and then it looks like it's swinging at your face. And oh, it's yeah. like, that wouldn't necessarily be in a two-dimensional movie. Um, at least not the way they exaggerated do the way. Yeah. That, yeah, it's like, it's stupid. It's There's a Nightmare on Elm Street that's 3D, and and I always think that that one is, like, the cheesiest of all of them. And guess who's playing Freddy? Huh? Oh, Nicki Minaj. Oh, the Nightmare yeah, yeah. on Elm Street, and guess who's <laughs> playing Freddy? You always say that, and I'm like, what? Because that's what she, she wrote, and she rapped. Yeah, I like that one. Oh, look, the door to our salesman's finally leaving. <laughs> anyway... If anybody comes to your door and says they'd vacuum your stairs for free or a part of your house for free because the company they work for will pay them to do that, say no. $1,500 later, you'll question your your decision to let them come in in the first place. It's an expensive lesson. Yeah. This message has been brought to you by me. I like saving money. Did you ever have those door-to-door magazine people? Yeah, did I? I told you about my experience with the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, for people, obviously, nobody knows this except for you, really. Maybe one or two other people. I one day I looked through my little people and I thought I saw one of my friends' boyfriends out the door. So I opened the door and it wasn't them. And so uh, he's trying to sell me these magazines, and I'm like, dude, look, I don't have money. And he's like, oh, that's okay, that's okay. Just uh, look through here and pick out the magazines you like. And I was letting him go through his whole spiel so I could be nice. Because I don't know what's worse, not letting you get into it or letting you go all the way through to it and then be like, no, sorry. Yeah. So I let him do his thing. And, and like, in the process, he takes this little, like, yellow notepad type thing and and puts it on the door. And and he's like, oh, you see what this says or this means? It means Sean is cool. You don't fuck with Sean. It's like, really? That's going to keep everybody from fucking with me on the face of the earth? What did he do? He, there's like this little yellow note tab thing that like he put on my door. It was sort of like a, not a sticky, but just he like sort of put it on my door and it stuck there. And I guess technically that does mean it was sticky. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and it's like, I guess for the other door-to-door magazine salesman. And so then at the end, I was like, dude, I like he like filled out all the subscription stuff. He's like, oh, so... Uh, you can pay now or you can pay later. And I'm like, dude, I told you at the beginning I didn't have money for this. And he's like, oh, come on. Are you serious? And I'm like, dude, I told you. And so he got really pissed off. He's like, okay, fine. Have a nice day. But it's like, I told you several times in the beginning I have no money. I can't afford this. I had that happen at least two times already. Really? Yeah. This was a, a couple of years ago. but, um, But... It pissed me off. Like, the people who are doing that, the kids who are doing that, must go to some sort of terrible learning annex class or Absolutely. something. Where they're taught, like, okay, be manipulative, talk this way, whatever. And um, oh. the, the guy who came to my door was like, he's like, yeah, are you going to school? And I said, yeah. And he's like, uh, so what's your dream? Mine is to own my own surf shop and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I want to move to Hawaii. And this is the way I'm going to do it. That was the same way as my person. He's like, my dream is to go to Europe and study for a year or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's like, and I even said when, when he was leaving, because I eventually turned him away, I was like, well, I hope you, you get your surf shop, but I can't help you by buying magazines. <laughs> and 
And I told him from the beginning also that I didn't have money. And then they try and make you feel bad, but it's like, he was probably only a year or two younger than me. Really? Like, I don't know why he's expecting me to, to have money. Exactly. The guy ha- was around my age as well, and and it's just like, wow, because like, my house isn't big, but it's a, a house at least, and so to assume that because you're in a house and you're this young that you therefore have money... It doesn't make sense. It could have been a renting situation. It could have yeah. been. It could have been any number of situations. So don't assume that I'm going to be able to afford your mag. Yeah, your magazines. <sighs> bad, bad service all around. I think. Yeah, I mean, really, the the main thing I don't like is is when people try and guilt you or make you feel bad because you don't want to help them. Or I, I mean, I just kind of plain didn't want to. Yeah. Like, even if I had the money, I don't need magazines, and I don't really care about helping this guy. Well, It's not that I don't want his dream to come true of having his, his surf shop or whatever, but I can't be invested in that. I have a million other problems that are more important to me. Well, it's, it's like you don't know these people, and if they bill you for something you never get, or they... Just all sorts of stuff that you don't know who they are when they come to your door. If you order directly from the magazine, you at least, you know, get it that way. Well, and that's the other thing is I don't like the door-to-door tactic where they have to look you in the eye. Like, they they do that to make you feel better, to, to like, add the human element to a transaction and then uh, try and, like, win a sale. But Yeah, because it's hard to tell somebody no to their face. And yeah. They keep talking and they keep pressure and it's like no it's just like when you talk to someone on the internet and they say like oh do you think i'm fat you can say yeah and there's no recourse right away no exactly (laughs) (laughs) so from one annoying group of people to another when i was out at dinner last night i had a very horrible waitress in my opinion and recently like i'd never had bad service before and now recently i've been having terrible service it's like karma is biting me for tipping so well that's crazy because I feel like you're pretty easy on on servers. Like you're usually nicer to them than most people are. Uh, when you leave me an empty Coke, a, drink, a glass of Coke, which is supposed to have unlimited refills for over a half hour, particularly after you served me my sandwich and you had the chance to see it was empty, that's bad service. Yeah, I really don't like that. Actually, I probably would order drinks more often if I thought that they would be refilled promptly or i mean it's not even like like as soon as it's empty i need a new one but they should because it's their job they should be aware of how much you have and they should at least be asking you if you want another one there was a group of 10 of us and aside from bringing us our food and bringing us our first drink they didn't really pay attention to us and it was kind of irritating that i got my sandwich which it was a, a roast beef with, or not roast beef, but pastrami and mustard. And, um, yeah, you can tell I, I went off the vegan thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and after a while that, to me, pastrami and, and mustard, they become annoying after a while unless you have a sort of a taste break. And I didn't put ketchup on it, but I, I should have, and that would have helped it. But I was left without a drink the whole time. 
and I got sick of I couldn't eat the whole sandwich because I got sick of the taste by the end of it. It was a foot long, and I was just really annoyed. And so I didn't want to leave this woman a tip. Like the entire time I was there, after after the food, like there was no drink for over a half hour. And I so re- did you end up leaving a tip? Unfortunately, because she didn't charge me for the soda. Oh. Which was nice, but it really still bothered me because she would have had a better tip. I I left three dollars. I didn't want to leave anything, but after seeing the soda was free, I thought okay. Did you complain, or why did she make the soda free? I don't know. I didn't want to ask her. Excuse me, can you get me a refill? Because it's. I think that's your job to notice. Yeah. I'll ask. Like, if if I see that, like, you just ser- served somebody else, and and I know you you weren't there just to pay attention. To, like, you weren't there to pay attention to me that time. I'll be like, oh, excuse me, can I get another one? Because then you don't have to. You don't have to make a double trip that way. Like, you just left, and it's like, well, why couldn't you stop me and ask me then? Like that, I'm I'm okay with. But this, we were sitting at the counter. She was behind the counter. There was no reason for her not to see that my glass was empty. For a prolonged period, and like the two other like wait waitress, though there was a waitress and a wait- waiter, and they were just like kept staring at me, and I was like, "What?" And I kept looking back at them, and because I wanted to see what the, my waitress wasn't paying attention to us, and so I wanted to see what the hell she was doing, and she was just busy talking. But like the people could have seen, like, "Oh, I think your your customer needs something." Instead, they just stared. Yeah. So that's the last time I'm going to Shore House on Second Street in Long Beach. Oh shit! I just told you where <laughs> not to go, people. That'll directly affect several people. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to go there now. No, I, I've always ranted and raved, or not ranted and raved, I always raved, raved reviews about it, and this time I'm very, very irritated. irritated. You know, you should Yelp about it. Have you heard of Yelp? Oh, yeah, Yelp. I just don't use it. There's too many social networking mediums, and I'm not going to be on every one of them. <laughs> My yeah. store has a, a Yelp page. What's your worked. What's your rating? I think we rated pretty high. Really? I think everyone had good things to say, um, and there are even pictures, and that's kind of creepy. But customers have taken pictures and then posted them. Oh damn! On Yelp. Are there any pictures of you? Nope. Oh, that's good. That'd be kind of creepy to me. Yeah, I'd be kind of upset. I have taken pictures with customers before, which is kind of weird because it's like a stupid thing. Oh yeah. But um, but I had customers in from Japan, and they wanted to take pictures with people in their work uniforms. <laughs> it's it's like, like mini okay, Disneyland. Well, I don't really care. And then, um, and then recently, there's like this um, uh, what's it called? Exchange student. Oh, from like Africa or something. Africa's she's not a country, by the way. No, I know. It's making sure. Some people think it is. Oh no, no. It's a What's the capital of Africa? You know what's funny is is um, uh, my friend. She surveys people, and um, and uh, God, she was saying like all of these people are so stupid. Like they don't, they couldn't name five presidents or or five countries in Africa. And one of my other friends was like, isn't Africa a country? <laughs> That's horrible. I don't know if I could name five, but I, I've always known that Africa is not a country. I, I could absolutely name five. Really? Yeah. Uh, Nigeria, uh, Egypt. Uh, I don't think 
Yeah, Libya's there. I was, I was, I'm trying to think. The freaking Carthaginians. What nation is that? I can't think of it right now. Anyway. Oh, Tunisia. That's where the Carthaginians were. Uh, uh, Somalia. Uh, the Congo. There's South Africa. There's... Uh, Shit, shit, shit. What is it? Zimbabwe. Yeah, Zimbabwe, too. Uh, there's... Uh, I, there's something with the name Ivory in it, but I don't think it's Ivory Coast. But there's a country that we created that we sent slaves back to in the 18, in the 19th century. In the, the black to, Back to Africa campaign. I don't remember what it is, but yeah. But that country's like in fucked up turmoil all the time since we sent our former slaves back there. It's really bad. Anyways, that was I was able to name six. So anyway, there was an exchange student from Africa, and um, and her white white uh, exchange parents uh-huh. uh, wanted to take a picture of her placing an order for some school project. <laughs> so I was in the picture. Awesome. Now you'll forever be memor- remembered. Maybe you'll become a god in Africa. Yeah. They'll find this picture and they'll be like, all hell the mighty Adam. I hope so. I need the love of Africa. <laughs> so are there... I've ever needed anything. Are there any coworkers who are like really nice to customers and they'll kiss ass of your managers, but they'll be total bitches to, yes. to people like on your level or lower? Yes, they're terrible people. I think everyone knows someone like that, or more than one person. Uh, I know. I think everyone knows people like that, and I know at least three or four at my work. Really? Yeah. They have no decency? They're like the boss's right-hand man. But are they anything officially higher than you, per se, or, or too, too much higher? Um, not a lot higher. It's kind of a seniority thing. Like, they've been there for a long time, so they're all buddy-buddy with the boss. Are they really also, old, too? And, and also, I, I think I've told you before, but there was um, some information I found out that I wasn't really supposed to know about. But the district manager was hiring uh, a lot of people who he went to church with. What? So they were, like close to each other and i kept talking about it like this is unfair blah 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 and they asked me to be quiet about it really yeah that's that's fucking stupid you should take it take it up yeah well they were like you know no one gets preferential treatment and they're not getting paid any more than you are and yeah well what if i applied for a job and i didn't get it but all these church people wouldn't get it because you don't go to church with the the district manager anyway that district manager is gone now but I really didn't like that. I was really upset about it. And he was also hiring people he w- he uh, was related to. Ugh. So Which I think is not allowed, unless it's like a family business or something. But this is a corporation. Yeah, I don't think his name is FedEx Kinko. No. <laughs> FedEx hyphen Kinko. Mr. Mister FedEx. <laughs> UPS FedEx Kinko. That's his full name. Hola, me amo Mr. FedEx. When I worked at a grocery store, ah, hell, Albertsons, fuck that place, (laughs) Uh, a corporation of super value corporation, supermarkets, whatever, Uh, there's this one cashier who was nice to the customers and 
like you know kiss ass because if the customers complain you get in trouble because we're customer service or then she was really buddy buddy with the, the managers like one of them she called like like daddy bear Ew. and and she would like I feel like that's like inappropriate it is and she would like go up and like like grab around her his arm and like hug it and like be all up on it and God damn it hold on Sorry about that. There was a, an annoying interruption. Uh, anyway, uh, the 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 person who I will call aerosol <laughs> rhyme that with the letter that's uh, that's between L and N. <laughs> aerosol in the first letter is between L and N. Anyway, um, she yeah she'd be up like grabbing on the arm and. And sort of like, oh, daddy bear. And it's like, oh, my God, really? And it was one of our managers, and she'd always kiss up to everybody. But I think she, she wouldn't really kiss up to the female managers because, you know, women are very competitive. competitive. And, and they know each other's tactics. And it was just, she would be total bitches to everybody else that worked there that wasn't on her. Like, she would be bitches to other cashiers, and then she'd be total bitches to the the, the courtesy clerk, which was, was me. And... Uh, and she was part of the reason I quit. Also, customers are fucking assholes. You know what, though? The daddy bear guy should have told her, like, sorry, you can't do this, especially when we're at work. Because, like, it's... Especially if if you saw that, if she's, like, doing that in front of other people who work there... And customers. That's so gross. It is. Well, she's a gross, disgusting-looking person. I can't believe someone fucked that and had a kid with that. Is she the one who's been there for, like, a really long time? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think you've mentioned her before. Yeah, she... Well, I think she drives a really piece-of-shit truck, like, that everybody laughs at and makes fun of. That's her life, though. Like, she will be there for the rest of her life. Yeah, that's why I think she's so, like, pissed off and bitched to everybody, because it's like... I work at Albertsons for almost 20 years, but you're a kid. Oh, almost 20 years. And all she is is a cashier. That's like, that's one step above being a courtesy clerk. Is she not trying to, like, become a manager or something? She could I feel like, like, ugh, you have to be, like, either content with a really small life or really bad at what you do to not move up in 20 years. She's... I have no idea, but it's ridiculous, and it feels like she's kind of angry that there's young people that work there, like, come and go, or they move up the ladder and, and get on the same level as her. Meanwhile, she's doing the same thing she did, twenty like, 18 years ago, 19 years ago, and she's just kind of pissed, so she wants to be a bitch to everybody and try and beat them down and get, get them as shitty as life as they are. But then again, maybe that's part of why she's a cashier for this long, because she's incapable of being polite to people, mm-hmm. and maybe she's bipolar. Which I would still have no sympathy for because at that point that you're full-time and you work there for that long, you have benefits that would help pay for medication and treatment for that. Yeah. Because treating people like shit doesn't get you anywhere. (sighs) Uh, That was uh, an annoyance full of of breath and and mindliness. Um, I had a customer today who... Well, my mom came in and, and gave me lunch Ooh. today. She brought lunch for yeah, me. Yeah, what was and it? 
It was Why Not Burger. Oh, cool. <laughs> I still haven't had there? that. No, I drive by it, though. Is it good? It's pretty good. Um, Why it's not? It's just like all of those other places, like Steve's and oh, okay. Rod's. Just with the fancier sign. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, she brought me food, and as I was leaving, my manager said, Bye, Adam's mom. And there's a customer who I've had since I started working there. And um, and she was like, that's your mom? And and she got all excited. This lady <laughs> is a little crazy. So I was like, yeah, mom, come back. And so so I introduced her, and I was like, mom, this is Jane. And, <laughs> uh, and Jane was, like, talking to her for a few minutes. And then I started to freak out a little bit because, like, I kind of don't want customers to, like, know about personal things or like know my family yeah it should be kind of a, a private side to you because then they start getting a little close and it's not like someone around our age who you've become friends with that was a customer and stuff yeah it's like the reverse of um one hour photo did you ever see that movie oh once a long time ago it's pretty creepy a little bit yeah definitely didn't he like robin williams that is his character then he sort of, he would keep the photos or he'd look at them and pretend he was a part of their lives or something. Yeah, like he was involved in their family and he would watch the kids grow up throughout the years, like based on the pictures that he would develop from from that family. Dang. And then at one point he like gets himself involved in their lives and I think he like tries to kill someone. Really? Yeah, he's delusional and crazy. Huh. Well, you know there are ways to get yourselves involved in people's lives if you play if you play it right, but it's very systematic, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm so sort of like out of breath today. I'm just very. I don't know. God, <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. I'm just having trouble breathing. I guess. Maybe were you practicing backflips earlier? That's exactly it. <laughs> I was practicing in my little space here, and I'm just so tired. I haven't gone to the gym in a month. And Oh, speaking of, my campus is opening a gym this summer. It's free for me as a student. So oh, that's cool. That's, yeah, I, unfortunately, when I changed my schedule from just Tuesday, Thursday, because I added a minor, I am now going Monday through Friday, and I have a four-hour break Monday, Wednesday. Oh. So uh, I'm probably going to use that gym regularly, plus, plus the get friendly with some movie theaters around campus because four hours I have to kill time somehow. So does that mean you're going to cancel the the membership that you have to the gym? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Just, I need something to do two days a week for four hours and I don't think that movies will be able to keep up with me at yeah. two, a two-week pace. You'll have to pump iron for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You'll end up looking like Arnold or something. Oh, I used to, sort of. A long time ago. Yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of plays lately because of my theater-related activities. and It's really kind of cool to see, see people you know do it and then also see people you don't know do it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of inspired me to, to do inspiring things like that because I think the stage inspires... Let's see if I can say inspire or inspiring every other word. I was inspired to um, to pick up my guitar and, 
and learn how to play a Bruce Springsteen song, which was kind of cool, except I forgot how now. And I'm terrible at guitar, but I was at least motivated for a few minutes. See, yeah, doing stuff that makes you just sort of like, wow, I got to do this again, or or experiencing something that's like, wow, I got to do that is amazing, and that's sort of what theater has done for me, and making people smile has done that for me, and just so many things that we can all do for ourselves, but at the same time sort of help others do, and just we all be a happy world, and that's my take on it. I think one thing that tends to happen, though, is people will get really excited or really inspired for the moment, and they'll get into something, but it's not something that they want to do for a prolonged amount of time or or something that they keep up with they just like like my guitar playing like i really wanted to learn how to play i learned how to play a bruce springsteen song and then i stopped huh well maybe someday you'll find that inspiration again yeah i would love to play and i know that the only way that i could ever be good at it is to do it a lot until i'm good at it but practice makes improvement. Yeah, I mean, there's only one way to get to Carnegie Hall, but <laughs> I'm always, um, I don't know, discouraged, I guess. Hmm. Why? Because I want results instantly. Yeah, that doesn't happen, but if you... On the other hand, if you set such small goals for for regular practice, then you'll you'll see results instantly if you accomplish those goals i want to be liza minnelli and i'm gonna do everything i can to become her really yeah what what does that entail um having some face work and um wearing some leggy outfits (laughs) and recreating the video for don't drop bombs if any of you have not seen that music video, please look it up because it's one of the best music videos of all time. Especially if you're into like really cheesy, campy stuff. But I think it has a small cult following. And I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good. I will have to look it up later. Yeah. I'm too lazy to reach for the mouse right now. and <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like my legs are sort of like dead. Oh. I hope I can walk. Were you sitting on them? No, just no. sitting too long, maybe. I, I swear that sitting too long does things to your body that you don't really want to know about. And I've been doing that well, That a sounds lot. gross. <laughs> well, there are people like that. What? That just sit in a chair for the rest of their life. I've seen That's stories a really miserable of life. Yeah, like all they do is they live in the chair. Because they like it or because they're, like, phobic? I think it's, like, a combination of both. Like, they get depressed or they develop a phobia and they just get so fat they can't move and spend their days that way. And It's kind of sad and depressing, but if you have to take the reins, I've learned. I'm almost there. How so? What are you taking the reins of? No, no, no. I mean, I'm almost, like, so fat that I have to be but immobilized you're, you're so skinny to compared to me i think and i'm still fighting i'm 50 pounds more than i normally am i'm 60 the number keeps going up too really yeah if i actually committed myself which school doesn't help that because i get so stressed out and food is my comfort but 
it's easy to lose weight if you're committed to it. It's just hard when you have so many distractions. Like they say, life happens. Yes. And unfortunately, it doesn't stop. It's just so convenient to eat food that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the issue. Food that, food that isn't convenient is usually better for you as well. But it's, I guess it's a, it's a choice. You do something inspiring. You think to yourself, I'm really going to be into this, like eating healthier, losing weight, etc. So, uh, you know, since we're talking about food, and uh, have you given more thought to our, our multi-vegan multi together mm. deal? Um, no, I haven't thought about it since then. I, um... I still would do it, though. I just, I wouldn't do it every day, but I would definitely do it, like, three or four days a week. I think it's a good way to live. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was just thinking to myself, I wasn't laughing at you for that. I was thinking, your shit, you'll shit so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you really do. Like, even one day of doing that, like, holy crap. Like, my body, <laughs> that's like my body's begging for health, and because I eat, like, crap... It notices immediately. It's like, oh my god, thank you. Here, let me repay you. It just goes to show you that the human body is like a very functional machine. And you need like to... Like, you keep it all lubed and and taken care of. And yeah. Everything works right. It's like the eating eating right and well and the right uh, serving size and calories and all that is sort of like having the wrench and the, the screwdrivers and the hammer. Have, it's like having all the tools to maintain a good health and properly functional body. Well, one of my other friends that I, I had lunch with yesterday, uh, someone that I, I started hanging out with again after a long hiatus, uh, told me that they went through a sort of vegan phase for a few months and they're actually... They they're kind of still into it and they they want to do it again. So that's really cool. I'll oh, have, I'll have another person to to sort of be along the ride with. It's a lot easier because this was, like this was somebody who's like God. I hated when you were vegan. It was so hard for us to go out and eat. <laughs> and I mean, there's workarounds with every, just about every place. But yeah. see, I have friends who are vegan who are like like Nazis. Oh yeah, there's those too. Like. They make it really difficult to be around them and eat. But then I have other friends who are, like, really, really easygoing vegans who will eat anywhere and they just find something that fits. Or I eat where they can eat easily and uh, we just get along well. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're vegan, you can find something anywhere you go. Oh, you know? I can go find, there's a whole bunch of, like, vegetarian and vegan restaurants in, in Long Beach. I can go to those for my four-hour breaks. That's a good, this was, a, you, you, when you said when, uh, oh, it's hard to go out to eat with these people or they make it impossible, that mm -hmm. reminded me of, of my discovery a few weeks ago. So thank you for that ep epiphonic moment, <laughs> if that's a word in the, in the sense that I meant it, meant it of epiphany. Well, I understood. Awesome. Well, our listener may not have. Oh. Seriously. They like, must have thought that you were talking about an Epiphone guitar. Maybe. <laughs> Epiphony. Yeah. Well, if you listen to our show, just uh, send us an email because I don't control the iTunes, so I don't see, I don't see who like how many downloads our episode gets. Uh, 
So yeah, send us an email at nolimitspodcast at gmail.com. You don't have to say any much. Of course, feedback is welcome. But uh, just let us know you're listening because I have no idea who you are or what you do. Is anybody out there? Maybe. I hope so because the ever-growingness of our podcasting. Were you asleep? No. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just saw looked that way. His eyes were closed and his head was tilting back. It felt good. And it was just like literally like that fallback that you do or you, when you watch somebody else do is they're passing out. And it was like, what the hell, dude? I am really tired. Yeah, I, I can tell. Well, we're going to wrap up now anyway. So, yeah. Uh, find us on podtalkers.com. Uh, no Limits Podcast. You can search the iTunes for No Limits Podcast. And shoot us an email, nolimitspodcast at gmail.com. This has been episode number 12. I'm Sean. And you should look up Allison Anders and all of her movies. I, I've <laughs> forgotten your name. Who are you? Allison Anders. David Bowie. Adam. Adam. Okay. That, that's what I was looking for. Have a nice week, everybody. Uh. <laughs>